0: So, now we're going into 1 Corinthians 11, um, verse 3, and the question here is, doesn't 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3, contradict our rejection of hierarchy? So, because last week, you know, remember, I've been saying that we don't want to be in a hierarchical church. And then we have this difficult verse, okay, and actually, arguably, <coughs> this verse... It's really the most significant dispute concerning the meaning of the word head. So we're going to have a little look at that. So it says here, um, I might have a different version than you, but now I come on you because you remember me in everything and maintain the tradition even as I delivered them to you. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. And then so it goes on. So basically this little <coughs> verse has the biggest dispute over this issue of the head of. And actually complementarian Piper and Gruden view the term head as being translated as authority over. That means effectively they're creating a hierarchy which means that God has authority over Christ and is the ruler of Christ and Christ is the ruler of every man and man is the ruler and has authority of a woman. So that is the complementarian perspective. Very interestingly speaking, if you read this particular paragraph in 1 Corinthians 11 from verse two to verse 16, the whole passage is about head covering. But what is lifted is just that line. Okay? But the context of this is head covering. And it start by, I commend you for, for carrying on this practice. Notice the word practice. And it finish by, judge for yourself. Is it proper for a woman to have her head covered or not covered, yeah? So it's kind of a practice that Paul is addressing and it's about head covering. The irony is actually even complementarian Um, people who argue that there is a hierarchical order with people ruling over others and uh, uh, basically an order of God um, Christ man and woman even those guys completely drop the head covering so they're not applying the passage about head covering in their church but they still take this little line to say there is a creation order. Okay, Now, many church fathers, and it's really widespread, uh, completely reject, and that's quite a strong rejection. There are some passages, that there's a lot of battle, but for this particular passage of 1 Corinthians 11 verse uh, 3, many church fathers would say that's a completely wrong interpretation of 1 Corinthians 11 verse 3. For this reason, if you take head as authority rule over... You basically imply that God is over Christ and Christ is eternally the subordinate of God the Father. <coughs> and actually, that's one of the heresies that is. You know, not acceptable. So basically, uh, I've got this quote Only a heretic would understand Paul's use of head to mean chief or authority offer. Author. Rather, one should understand here that the term imply absolute oneness and cause and primal source. Okay, so let me just dig a little bit in that. As mentioned a little bit last week, an alternative um, interpretation for the word head in the Bible, which is definitely the correct one for this passage, uh, is uh, the one of source, primary source. So, uh, for example, Gordon Fee would say that head means source or source of life. And here is Gordon Fee saying about 1 Corinthians 11 verse 3, he he will say, Paul's concern is not hierarchical, meaning who has authority over whom, but relational, a unique relationship that is predicated upon one's being the source of another one existence. And actually, if you carry on reading the passage, it's very well illustrated because you carry on reading and there, there, there's a, um, a description of the chronolo- chronological sequence of who was created first. So it follows the narration of uh, Genesis in the sense that, you know, uh, the source of every man is Christ and then the source of woman is man as created and the source of Christ in his incarnation is God. OK, so the meaning is not I'm ruling over, but actually I'm first came into existence. I'm the primary source of existence. I came first. OK, interestingly, even in that argument, and if you read that passage really in detail, <coughs> Paul make this argument about source and then reverse the fields, and make an argument for interdependency right in the middle of it. So verse 11 and verse 12, you could see, you could read, however, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor is the man independent of woman, for woman came from man, so also man is born of woman, but everything comes from God, (coughs) Okay. So it's clearly talking about a chronological order, and actually, actually, he's saying, "Okay, I know that at the end, man will be born from woman." Okay. Um, so this passage, overall, it's not really—if you read the context—it's not at all about the structure of the church as it is, but about a practice of. Uh, Um, head covering, it covers the idea, and I think it was very cultural at the the point that if a woman shaved her head, she would dishonor her husband, literally, because in the context um, you know if you wear a woman and shave your head, you were basically a prostitute at those times so there's a lot of, you know uh, issues like that. In the church however, what what is very, very clear is, uh, and many passages focus on that is that Jesus is the head of the whole body of Christ that we know, so Jesus is the head of man and woman. So when we read a little verse like this, instead of doing really uh, creation or the principle, we put it in connection with all the verses and try to have meanings. So, for example, even if we were connecting this to Ephesians five verse twenty-two, uh, where husbands are comparing uh, are compared to Christ, yes. Uh, Basically, we've got Christ, head of his bride, and man, the head of his wife. But again, the concept of headship there, the objective is love and unity. Actually, even that section of the Bible starts about be like God, love, and then describe the relationships that should be in marriage. It's basically saying, come on, husband, be like Christ. Lay down your life or your what protect the unity, (coughs) protect the unity between you and basically the centrality is is love, unity in marriage, and love and unity (coughs) in the church. So therefore, even here the headship of husband is sacrificial love, servanthood, releasing and empowering their woman as source of life, and they model themselves on Jesus.